Thank you to Verb Energy for supporting this episode of Rogan Reasoned. In need of a little morning boost or afternoon pick-me-up? Verb Energy's bite-sized bars pack as much caffeine as a shot of espresso, just without the coffee jitters. Actually, they are made with organic green tea and come in flavors like maple blueberry, coconut chai, salted peanut butter, and vanilla latte. And at just 90 calories, we can all continue to try and be our best selves in 2021. Are you in? Snag your 16-bar starter pack and get over 50% off using my exclusive link in the show notes for this episode. Be sure to follow them on Instagram at Verb Energy and show off your favorite flavor in your stories and posts. Hey fam, welcome back to Rogue and Reasoned, our home for chatting about all things life, business, and badassery. I'm your host, Laura Swan Siegman. I hope you've had an awesome week since we last talked and that this one is starting out well also. And if not, and it actually has been complete shit, well, everything that is upside down writes itself at some point. So hang in there. There's coffee, workouts, wine, whatever your fix is. That's the funny thing about life, right? I've had a pretty good week, but there's so many people that haven't. And I know that when I'm having a tough time, it seems like everyone else is coasting along. But that's life. That's our journey. We all have to show each other a little kindness and know that whether you're on top of the mountain or in the valley right now, I see you. All right. So my husband and I just celebrated five years of marriage. Yes. Clap, clap, clap. We haven't driven each other completely nuts yet. And it got me thinking about relationships, my own past relationships, other people's relationships, just relationships in general. And I feel grateful for my own relationship and how Ryan and I have gone about it. I mean, for the most part, there are several dumb arguments I wish I could take back or habits I wish we didn't get into, of course. But there's a million ways to take on dating, marriage, really anything to do with a relationship. And how we did it overall, especially in the beginning, worked out well for us even though much of it was the opposite of what you are, I guess, taught to do when approaching marriage. I didn't take on all of the same approaches as I did with previous relationships because, well, those didn't work out for a reason, both because it wasn't meant to and because both parties probably went about it the wrong way. And that's life and growth. We are intended to have those experiences and failures so we learn what we want and how to do it properly. But as I said, a lot of the choices we made for our relationship, though, were more against what you might view as the norm, what you might be expecting, how it, quote unquote, should look. And you know what? It wasn't only right for us. It was more fun. So today's episode is not meant to give you the full rundown of how Ryan and I met, how our relationship transpired, or anything like that. But rather, I want to give you some unsolicited advice is the wrong word. Some unsolicited thought nuggets. I like that better. Some unsolicited thought nuggets that you can use for yourself if you're at that point in life, or that you can pass on to your kids, a friend, whoever, if you feel they are appropriate. Seriously, though, I'm going to use that more. You heard it here, friends. Thought nuggets. I like it. Anyways, first up, 
when you start dating someone, and especially if they are potentially the one, do a background check. I am 100% serious and not at all joking. This is the police officer in me talking a bit. There are so many weirdos, creeps, addicts, violent people out there. Yes, there are a lot of great humans also. But seriously, we live in a world where you can literally pay for a background check on someone online. I am genuinely happy I don't have to date anymore. I listened to this segment called Waiting by the Phone. I think it used to be called Second Date Update on my local radio station here in the Chicago area. And the stuff that we hear about that happens on dates is just nuts. I can't imagine dating at this point anymore, especially with all the apps out there. I know a lot of people that have met their spouse or a longtime partner on them, but I need that initial in-person interaction to get a vibe off someone. And it all just sounds terrifying to me. But when you can't get that vibe in person, and maybe you are using an app or a website, use the damn internet and get yourself a background check. Everyone has a past, but there are just certain things that you do not want to entertain. Lucky for me, Ryan and I met as police officers working at the same police department. And we were newer officers when we met, so the details of our background checks were not only done by the literal police, they were recent. So we both felt a little comfort that if we were okay to be hired, we we're probably okay to consider to date. Not lying. It was nice that we both had been background checked, polygraphed, and had a day-long psychological evaluation. While you're at it, go for the credit check. A lot of younger people get in bad credit situations, and that's not a total write-off. And maybe this is something that you do a little bit later in, but if you're planning a future, you need the financial cards on the table. Do what you need to do so you're not combining finances with someone that's going to flush them down the toilet in the first year. Funny enough, Ryan has told me this was actually one of the unexpected but highly attractive things about me when we were dating and preparing to potentially buy a house. He said that when he saw my credit score and my credit report, it gave him a few tingles. I mean, you never know what it does for some people, but this was based on one of his past experiences, and I find it hilarious. Here I was trying to be responsible and keep a good credit score for myself, not knowing that my future husband would find it hot. I also highly recommend living together. I've lived with two boyfriends and both were very telltale. One was an ex. Obviously, we aren't together anymore. And the next was Ryan, my now husband. The first time around, he bought a house. I moved in because I was spending all of my time there anyways. And we immediately argued about what that all looked like. We had talked marriage, so I assumed we'd start taking steps towards that practice. You know, paying for stuff together, taking on shared responsibility. Except he didn't want what I wanted. I like to be a partner and share the load, the literal financial load. He wanted to keep everything in his court, aka paying the home mortgage, all the utilities, expenses, etc. Now, to some, that might sound like a jackpot, but to me, that said that he wanted a clean break if he needed. My name never reached the house, temporarily met the utilities, and ultimately, we did break. I was the one who packed up my shit, took my dog, and moved on. What I did was move right down the road from my now husband, and that was a whirlwind. Long story short, we ended up dating soon after, moved in together after several months, 
and put an offer on a house together in both of our names about eight months in. Fast? Yep. Risky? Yep. But I knew it was right for me at the time, rather than basing my decision off everyone's warnings, Catholic upbringing, and the teaching that you can't live together before you're married, and all of the other bullshit. I think you should live together. I do admit that I'm hesitant to recommending co-signing shit. On one hand, you choose a commitment together. On the other hand, it's nice for one person to have that ability to step away if necessary. Just go with your gut and choose what you think is responsible and consider the other person's views. The fact that my ex wanted to keep my name off everything is now a signal to me that one foot was already out the door. I was simply a guest, not a lifelong partner. And beyond bills, you learn a lot when you live with someone. Not everyone is compatible in the same home. We make concessions for each other and learn to adjust, but some lifestyle habits might just be a non-negotiable for you. Cleanliness, project completion, health, dietary considerations, unwanted visitors and guests. You can't talk everything out. Some stuff will always be for you and some stuff will always be for them. Practice it and make sure you can make it work before you combine everything about your lives through marriage. Travel is up next. You need to travel together. And I'm not talking a one-night hotel stay in the city for a wedding you're attending. You need a minimum of three nights away, just you two. Bonus if it's in a different, unknown area and there are flights and rental cars involved. Why? Because adding those things in means something can go wrong. And you want to see how someone acts when shit doesn't go as planned. Do they lose their minds and start yelling at everyone around them? Are they rude to the airline agent? Do they stop having any fun whatsoever because the flight didn't make it off the ground until an hour later? It's actually very telltale of how they'll respond to other shit you encounter as a couple. Little shit and big shit. Ryan and I have actually had a lot go wrong on vacations, but we handle it and it works. I'm more of the high strung, I would like to speak to the manager kind of person. And Ryan knows how to remain chill for the both of us. Ryan hates driving on new expressways and new states and any sort of planning. So I tend to take care of those things, ebb and flow. Additional support for this episode is brought to you by Audible. I don't know about you guys, but at this point, I've pretty much run out of new episodes of my favorite TV shows, and I swear, they don't make movies like they used to. And maybe it's because I now have a podcast, but I've been absorbing a ton of audio content lately instead. It's seriously the ultimate way to multitask, and you all know how much I love a good multitask. Audible literally has thousands of audiobooks, podcasts, comedy, and more to choose from, and you can pause and pick up where you left off on another device. You can even have Alexa pull up your titles. What a time to be alive, right? You can get your free 30-day Audible trial by visiting www.audibletrial.com slash roganreasoned. That's www.audibletrial.com slash Rogan Reason for your free 30-day Audible trial. Here's a random one for you, but one I strongly believe in. 
This rides the heels of my last point in talking about how people navigate times that go wrong. Puzzles. Yes, you heard me correctly. You need to complete a puzzle together before getting married. Now, I know this probably isn't a commonly suggested test of a relationship, but I'm saying it. A puzzle experience can go really well or it can go really bad. And it also tells you how people handle things. It shows how quickly a person gets frustrated, how they map out a challenge or a problem, how you're able to work together, and their attitude towards completing or doing something, even if it's not their favorite thing to do. Examples. We all love a good example. Is your partner smack-talking the puzzle from the get-go? Did the fact that it's 500 pieces and not an easy 250 that has them rattled right off the bat? Buck up, buddy. Or is it the fact that they don't like puzzles or don't do them often, even though they know you love them? Can they not keep their negative thoughts about the endeavor to themselves for the first few minutes so that you have an enjoyable experience with your little curvy cardboard pieces? Do they hoard all the good pieces or insist on being the border guy from the get-go so they have an apparent one-up on you? Or can you work together on the border? And if you're not doing the border first, by the way, you're going about it all wrong, but that's neither here nor there. Puzzles, people. Do a puzzle. I'm more of a puzzler than my husband, Ryan, but doing one together let me know what to expect in some areas. And it's completely run true in other areas of our life with how we do things. And of course, you're not going to spend all your evenings alone together testing your relationship on various puzzles. There are friends. Spend time with each other's friends. Yes, it's nice to have your solo time with your girls or your guys, but you should make an effort to hang out with your partner's friends. They should hang out with yours. You should give an attempt or two of getting both of your groups together and see a preview of your world meshed. I know you're deeply curious as to why, so of course I won't leave you hanging. Because not only are you the company you keep, Seriously, what idiots are they hanging around and why? But damn it, you have a grocery store of details to shop from, hun. Even more so if there are any cocktails involved. Give me your best Sherlock Holmes here. People want to talk. They just need the prompts. Ask about stuff in a subtle, friendly way. Hear stories you haven't heard before. Pay attention to when people say your partner is always this way or that way. There is so much we don't say about ourselves, partly because we aren't trying to toot our own horn. Well, some do. That's another red flag. But because you take for granted what you know, especially about yourself. I don't know what quality about me someone is super into or what they want me to share more about. That's your attraction to me business. So ask and then double check it with friends with a grain of salt added in there and make your own judgment. And of course, there are things that people avoid saying, but their friends say. Take note. Why didn't they mention this or that? Was it because they were self-conscious or it just didn't come up yet? Or were they purposely avoiding a subject or hiding something from you? The friend experience is a must, and you should put a fair amount of attention towards it. Ryan has a lot of friends, mainly from growing up, and that allowed me to see he's very much been the same kind of guy all along. And he gets along with many different types of people. I have fewer friends picked up from various points in life. He gets to see my more personal relationships, my life journey, and my loyalty with those I hold in my inner circle. You don't need to compete on the friend level, how many you have and how often you hang out. 
Just make that time count when you're getting to know someone and considering marriage. And sort of revisiting the credit score thing and the topic of money, talk finances. You don't need to spell this on the first date, of course. Actually, I wouldn't. You'd be sharing too much about yourself from a security standpoint, and there are people that would date you or not date you based solely on what you had to say here. But if you're moving in a super serious direction, this discussion needs to be had. I'm not recommending sharing finances when you get married or not sharing them. That is 100% completely up to you guys and what works for you. But you need full disclosure either way. Even if you have separate accounts in the long term, you still need honesty and awareness of what's happening in your financial world as a couple. It changes a lot. Your goals, your timelines for things, your anxiety levels, your trust. Financial topics can be tough. We all grew up with different money experience and money mindsets, and you need to be on the same page there also. It's not about judgment. It's about reality. And if you approach this topic with respect, you'll be fine discussing it, but it's got to be discussed or you can pretty much bet on a financial blow up with each other at some point. As with most things, I could probably keep talking about this, but those are my big tickets. Those are things I think you really need to hit on before you get married looking back, and reflecting. And if marriage isn't your thing, that's cool too. Truthfully, if you're in any long, committed, very involved relationship, all these things still apply. Growing up, I was taught that you date someone with good values, whatever the fuck that means, who's respectful. Um, Strangers, you, everyone, has a good education and job. Also pretty generic. You get married. What if you don't want to? You have kids. Again, what if you want this? The man is the breadwinner and leader. Mm, I'm going to pull my own, sweetie. And you stay in your relationship no matter what. Uh, That's on both people to keep it healthy, and you deserve to walk away from anything that is damaging. Honestly, my upbringing and societal norms or expectations I experienced didn't give me much in terms of preparation for relationships and marriage. That was learned on my own. And we all have to learn some things on our own in our own time. But as with other things we talk about on this podcast, if we can pay it forward a little and share the real truth with the next person, or as I said, at least some thought nuggets with others, we can all cut through a little more bullshit. And again, have more fun with our relationship doing it our own way. What would you say? all you married folk or people in long-term relationships, what would be some other things that you, no matter how random, because let's be honest, puzzles on my list were a little random, would you say needs to happen, needs to be discussed or needs to be experienced before you sign the dotted line or commit? I want all of your serious points and all of your laughable ones. So hit me up in your stories and posts on social media or just send me a DM and tell me. You can find me at Rogue Reason Podcast and at Laura Swan Siegman on Instagram. And just saying, I know you all don't listen to these exactly when they publish. You might have found me way later. That doesn't mean you can't tag me or have conversations about past episodes. Whenever this content finds its way to you is the right time to talk about it with me, and I look forward to it. So let that all marinate, share your shit, and we'll chat soon. In a week, to be exact. Have a great fucking week. Talk to you then. To learn more about me, your host, and the Rogue and Reason podcast, 
visit www.lauraswanseekman.com slash podcast and follow along on Instagram at Rogue Reason Podcast.